GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hi, I'm Justine Cartwright, and every week I bring you life stories on GBC television. Everyone has a story to tell, and on the programme we meet people from all walks of life, and we listen to their stories and personal journey in their own words. never know what life is going to throw at us and the truth is that from one day to another things can change radically and that's scary. In this episode we talk to Jerry. she's also a friend so it makes this very hard. Let's meet her. Jerry, your story started ironically, <laughs> people who know you and I from the powder room, yeah. back in the end of last summer. We were having a powder room and we'd invited the Bosom Buddies. Yes. Now, every October you do a Sober October and you'd raise £500 <laughs> for Bosom yeah. Buddies. Yeah. There's an irony behind that story when you handed over that cheque, isn't there? Mm. Well, it was, it was, a, um, it was, my mother passed of cancer, so in the episode you'll see me getting a bit upset. Um, I connected with the Bosom Buddies as soon as I got here to help any way that I could. It, and that day, it is ironic because it wasn't too long after that day that I found a lump. And it was only, I was only putting my bra on and I thought, why are they the same size? Why, is they, why do they feel like one is the same as the other? Because they never are. Um, I felt it, I did a self-exam and I did find something. So obviously I was, I was terrified. The only scenario I know is the death of my mother from this disease. I didn't know if I had it, but of course you're thinking the most negative outcome. So immediately I contacted a private medical center. And I did it because I thought that I didn't have confidence in the GHA. So they did an ultrasound. They agreed that it should be tested. Um, they tested twice. And it was 2,000 pounds. And when I had the results of those tests, then I went to the GIJ. They retested. They did eight biopsies, a mammogram, a PET scan, and ultrasounds. By October, I had my chemo dates set. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. So the message you want to put across with, with that is that you were panicking, you were frightened, you had gotten feedback mm -hmm. within town and people and online well, that things take time. You, and and you see it everywhere. You know, healthcare and medical is a problem everywhere. Right, so it's not like I was thinking, oh, I should be, be back in Canada because I know maybe the, it would be better. Um, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. And they're suffering more wait times than we are. Yeah. I wouldn't have got the same care that I got here in that efficient timeline. And, and with a disease like that, the, the timeline is, is the most important. 
and starting checks is the most important. Most of us get the little pink slips, oh, come from your mammogram, you're like, ah, oh, okay, uh, no, I got this that day, or I got work that day, or we're away that day. I'll, I'll, I'll call them when I get back, and then I'll go. So this is something go. that you were very, very concerned about. But you were very surprised in that, in just the start of your yeah, journey from diagnosis. It's also one of the reasons why people don't see the priority. Yeah. Because the medical healthcare positive is never discussed. So it's never going to be in the front of your mind going, I'm going to do the GSA because I know that they're great when it comes to this stuff and they're going to help me. You know, sublim like subconsciously they're probably thinking it's not important and, you know, I might not be able to be seen. And if I'm not, I don't know, it's difficult to say. It's a difficult decision. It's a difficult time. Yeah. Basically, you're completely thrown off. <laughs> from one day to another, your life has completely yeah. changed with this diagnosis. Yeah. And, and there is a sense of urgency. Mm. But, but the GHA pulled out all the stops for you. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You know, it's, it's just what you think, that private is always better. But they did more investigating. They have the opportunity to work in partnership with Royal Marsden. The <laughs> you best know? of the best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, my surgery was there. All the chemo was here. But where else would you be able to get some like a team that works with so closely with the best? Yeah. So, so just to put it into perspective, um, those who don't know you, you're Canadian. Yes. Um, you've made Gibraltar your home. Yes. You have a young boy and girl. You're yep. a single mum. But you have a friend back in Canada who got a diagnosis on or around the same time as you. What was no, her No, she didn't story? get the diagnosis. Ah. She found the lung. Right. At the same time as me. So obviously she needs to make an appointment, get in to see the doctor, um, and then he would have to do an ultrasound, the same as me, and then schedule the biopsies. She's still hasn't had her biopsies and that's amazing and it's it's something people need to know because yeah. like for like i mean canada's an enormous country mm -hmm. and you'd think that they'd be at the top of their game so little gibraltar here is pulling out all the stops for you and your friend in canada is struggling to even yeah. get to the next stage yeah which is incredible so what happened and that, and unfortunately that's that's the the part that's the hardest mentally is not knowing yeah. And it's a shame that that's, that's what they have to go through. You don't know, is it, is it, has it spread? You know, what's the plan? So. So when they did all of the tests here yeah. in Jib and. Uh, no, the tests were done, in, in, some, some of them were done in Jib. Right. But organized by the GHA. Right. So w what happened next? They created, they, after they got the results of them, you know, the PET skin, then that's when they can determine, and the biopsy is not, that's how they determine the chemo recipe. I call it it's yeah, the chemo the cocktail. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. specialized, personalized chemo cocktail. Okay. Yeah, because it's a lot different than it used to be. Like when my mom had treatment, it seems like it was just chemo. Right. Everybody with cancer got chemo. Unfortunately, so many people have been affected by it, they have learned from a lot. They have learned, so there's different different types and treatment for every individual. And that's what they did. 
What were the results of chemo? How did they make it? How did it make you feel? Drain you? Very sick? Um, mine wasn't too bad because you there are so many anti-nausea drugs that you get pre. You start steroids and dirt before. I didn't even know why I was eating so much. I said, are you guys giving me hormones? Because I feel like I'm pregnant. I want to eat everything. Um, she's like, no, that's the steroids. But, I mean, I was tired. I was really tired. And my second last, was it my second last chemo? It was the 23rd of December. Christmas. Oh, it drained you right over the Christmas period. And by that time, you ha your immune system has deteriorated. So... Your body, it's not like anything else where you get used to it. <laughs> it's yeah. like because you're getting weaker, because your body is fighting, the, the, most times the treatment's harder. Well, it was for me. How did you deal with telling your children and how have they dealt with the whole thing? Well, I did, we didn't tell the children until we knew exactly what the plan of attack was. I didn't want them, you know, getting upset and Googling and finding out, getting their, too much information overload on things that might not even be. So when, when as soon as I got my chemo um, scheduled, that's, that's when we told them. Their Have dad told them. And then, because I would be too emotional <laughs> looking at them and telling them. So he told them, and then they came to me right after. How did they react? They were okay. My daughter, my son's quite quiet anyway. But um, my daughter was asking a few questions, but they've been, they've been awesome. Did it ever cross your mind? What? That you might go, that, you, that this might have? At the beginning. Once I knew it was just that lump, and the treatment was going to happen so quickly, and the surgery was going to come, it came out, well, January 13th was my last chemo. My surgery was February 9th. <laughs> yeah. So I went up between those dates so that the Royal Marsden could do an ultrasound and see, you know, the impact of the chemo on that tumor, and it blasted it. <laughs> that was the exact words. It's blasted. Yeah, they use that And word, they only they? saw particles. So because of that, the surgery was extremely successful and there's nothing left. So you, your mindset was positive yeah. through this? Oh, yeah. That's good. Positive because they had great communication. Um, the breast nurses are amazing. But it's an important message, Jerry, because when people are diagnosed with cancer, any cancer, yeah. it is seen as a death sentence. Yeah. And nowadays... No. And I think because people see it as such a negative, they're reluctant to get tested. Exactly. Because they don't want to know. You know, but and I was this, I was the same. I got a slip, like I said, for a mammogram. I was like, no, 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 because I don't want to know. Because all I could think about was what happened to my mother. So your mother was how old when she passed? Fifty-four. That is horrendous. I was here. I was living here when she was diagnosed um, the second time. I was in Canada when she was diagnosed the first time. And when right. I went into remission, I then flew back. So that was the break that I had. Okay. Now, that was 20 years ago, which right. I'm not sure I could be corrected if I'm wrong, but I don't think that the genetic gene testing was 
available back then, but it is now. And another tick for the GHA? Yeah, because they, they, they do that for every, everyone as well. And um, I think it's a great for prevention because had they had it in whatever year, my mother would have been tested and then I would be tested. I'm negative. So people would assume that the daughter of someone that had breast cancer would be positive, but it's very, very rare. Okay. But it's a great thing to have because oh, yeah. now you can have that test and you've said you're negative, yeah. which gives you peace of mind for your yeah, daughter exactly. and further generations. Exactly. Yeah. Prevention, yeah. better than cure. There is... <laughs> Let's go on to mammograms because that's, that's a very yeah. important one, Jerry, mm. and that's a message that you feel very, very strongly about yeah. because the GHA often give out yeah, these... Yeah, I these, had one. Yeah. And I didn't go. It, <laughs> But it's so so. A year ago, I have as well, and I'm 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 going to do mine, um, and I'm going to make an appointment. Obviously, I've had them previously, but it, there's been a gap. <coughs> but the point is, is that they are handing out right. this service. This right. service is there to be yep. used, and so many women don't go. Yep. This is an important it's message. It's extremely important. I mean, I didn't go, but I noticed the change in the size. I had got it to the point where the actual appearance on the outside had changed for me to see it. So the, it hadn't got that far. This is the thing with breast cancer, isn't it? Because when you f can actually see the difference in one breast to another or yeah. an area yeah. of the breast, yeah. that's when it's got and further I'm along. But I'm, I'm quite small. Right. So I'm, this is the only time that I was happy to be, <laughs> to, to be small-breasted because I could tell yeah. right away. You know, yeah. But my mother wasn't as much, and she, you know she went for mammograms. But it's like needing to go for an X-ray for something that could prevent the loss of something. But you know, no, it's not okay. Yeah, and self-examinations as well. Yeah. yeah, a lot of women won't touch themselves in that way yeah. to check too. And the truth of the matter is, is the mammogram is going to pick up the very start of it when yeah. it's a little pee and you can't yeah. feel it necessarily yeah well i had lumps beside that that i've had since since i was a kid but they're just part of the breast tissue mm. so i was first of all i was like okay it's probably gone to there and gone to there <laughs> you know but they checked everyone right there was eight biopsies done by the gha eight biopsies yeah. that's amazing so they gave you a thorough check yeah and all of this was done and then sent to the royal, royal marston yep so you Which, fly over Yep. And what happens then? Well, I didn't fly over until I went for the consult until I went for a consultation after the chemo was done. They partner with the GHA and they communicate through the entire process. Right. So when you saw yourself, um, you, you finally went back recently yes. and you were gonna have a mastectomy. I wanted them to just take both. You wanted to get take both. rid of it. If you don't have a breast, you can't get breast cancer. But because this, the surgeon didn't advise to do it. She said, because this was so easy, it was such an easy fix. It might not be next time if you don't have it there. And even if it was, then you have it there and we do the easy fix again. <laughs> Were you scared going into surgery? No, I was excited because that was the end. Right. That was like the last you know, 10 feet to the top of the mountain. 
And the plus was that at the same time as they did the mastectomy, they did a reconstruction. Yeah. And how is that looking for you now? <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> I actually thought it would look um, like fake. Right. But I think that's because, you know, when you see things on TV or you see it's, it's always made bigger. Because I was going to say, take them both. Give me an extra cup. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, but uh, I'm going to strut in the bikini this year. But, but yeah, no. So they did it all under. Right. I didn't have to go back. Yes. Right. So um, my friend's sister in Canada, she had breast cancer before COVID. So uh, unfortunately, after she had the mastectomy, she couldn't, she didn't get the reconstruction. So she had to wait. Mm. So they don't do the mastectomy and the reconstruction at the same time. You book another appointment. And then, of course, COVID um, prolonged her. She's just doing it now. Wow, that's a long time And that's to just wait. now. Right, right. So you've been in the UK. You came back last Friday. Mm -hmm. So it's all very new to you yeah. at the minute. How long were you there for? Well, I went in for the 4th for them to do... Um, for them to discuss, you know, how it's going to work. And that's the best part, is the communication, constant communication. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. do you know what's another thing? <laughs> for appointments, you go in for a certain time, you're like, and I'm sure anybody that's been to the Royal Marston could say the same. I went early once. All my Uber got there early, and I was out before my appointment time. Wow. It's just like... You know, really, so we're really lucky that, that Jim works in, with them and partners incredible. with them. So it's all quick, it's mm -hmm. all smooth, and it's, it's all, all organized. Yeah. 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 So we are so lucky to have them. Not only are we lucky, and we need to keep pressing that message forward, we are so lucky here, yeah. and people have to appreciate more what yeah. we have and what we do. But there is another place in the UK that has meant so much for so many people, mm. including myself, um, and that's Culper House. Yeah. You couldn't do it without Culper House. No, no. And I mean, they, they don't have to offer that. No. Right? Most countries you go for a surgery, you got to stay in a hotel. You got to make your own way. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, with children and they have like the Ronald McDonald house, but they don't have houses for adults. And it's not only the patients. Yeah. Oh, the patient, oh, no. You can have the carers stay it's, there, it's too. It's not the carer, it's the escort. Or the you escort. You know how many times I thought it was great that I could call my brother an escort? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I had a friend go with me the first time for the follow-up, after chemo follow-up. And then when I went on the 4th, I had a cousin come from Scotland, an older cousin of mine. So she stayed with me um, until the surgery. And then my brother flew from Canada Amazing. and he stayed in two weeks. But he can stay there too. Yeah. You know, so. Amazing. That even if you're in a hospital in any country, you can't board with your brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got to leave and just come back yeah. at certain times. Yeah. Visiting hours. Exactly. Yeah. And the amenities. You can't be sitting in the bed watching Netflix ordering Deliveroo. Well, there. <laughs> you, you've, you've just said it. The amenities. The yeah. amenities. The actual yeah. place itself. Yeah is so beautiful yeah. and so well kitted out and run and it's it's incredible the facilities we had the kitchen in, in ensuite and then the lounge that's crazy that's beautiful the laundry facilities you know big huge laundry moves like your own laundry mat 
It's something to be proud of. It's better than a hotel. And all of that counts, doesn't it, Jerry? I mean, when you're going through something that's so but difficult and so unsure. Yeah. The last thing you're going to want to worry about is booking a hotel, exactly. paying for it, because you're not working as much, so your finances are affected. Yeah. You know, you only get a certain amount of sick time. Yeah. So, and you're tired. So the worry of that, not having to worry about booking your own transport. I mean, the trans, you get picked up at the, at the airport and taken. And then the same in reverse. So you don't have to worry about that. Anything. Amazing. Anything. Yeah. You know? I, I know that any appointments or surgeries my mother had, she was in charge of the, of the transportation. If it's at a different hospital, you're in charge of getting there. If you need to stay overnight, but it's not required for you to stay in the hospital, you pay for the hotel. So you have to worry about that cost. So would you consider yourself lucky to be in Oh yeah, I brag to my siblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because at the beginning they were like, oh, we wish you were here. Wish you... Listen, you live three hours away from me. What are you going to do, drive in the snow? I've got friends that are coming by all the time. Excellent. You know, and I feel comfortable. Hospital's 50-minute walk. And they've been awesome. Yeah. And the hospital that my mother went to was, was um, a training hospital. So it, it was a great in that vicinity. And they were awesome. But it still wasn't as fast as this. Amazing. So you're back. You yes. flew back on Friday, settled in over the weekend. And as they say, life goes on. It does. What are you doing with yourself? Well, I'm going to make sure I heal properly. Okay. And then I'm going to work on my health and my fitness. So just the basics. But I'm going to go slow. Because when I came back, I was so, you said, I was so upbeat when I was in English. Yeah, 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 I'm going to tackle this, I'm going to tackle that. You know, but as soon as I got back and you, you see that, you still need to rest. Your routine is still going to be disrupted. You're a li bit limited because you just had surgery. Uh, you start to get down again. But I mean, there's tons, tons of resources. You know, cancer relief, I didn't use them because I had so much support otherwise. But if you need them, they're there. So the programs are great. How do you feel about buddies, bosom buddies now? You remember? <laughs> I've always loved them. And I'm now part of the Bosom Buddies WhatsApp group. <laughs> and even that's great. You know, it's such a great group of women. They've uh, been good to you. Yeah. But the, the community is like that. I've never been in a community that is so, um, just so great with supporting the local charities. I don't know. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Surprised that, it, that it's done. Let's see. You worried about the future or you see it as? Um, not really. We also get, afterwards I'll, I'm still doing injections that are a preventative measure. And, um, and that'll go on for a few more months. But I'll just go in, they'll give it to me. My, um, my ex-mother-in-law, her, her partner's daughter had the same cancer as I had. The HER2, which is the most aggressive cancer, breast cancer. 
And she, they wanted her to have that injection as well, but she would have to pay for it. Right. Because it's a prevention, not a treatment, then it would have to come out of her own pocket. I think it was about 20000 but we, wow. I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to pay the 20000 Incredible. Yeah. Jerry, just to sum up then, um, having gone on this journey over the last eight months or so, um, what are your important messages to anybody out there, to other women who may be in the well, same position? I think, I think what happens is that one, you're scared of the result, or two, you, life gets away from you because you've got... Like your work, your family, kids' activities, you know. So it's not the forefront, but it needs to be the forefront. Because if you don't, the outcome could be so different. Give me your hands. <laughs> I am so glad you're home and yeah. safe and healthy. Uh, okay. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.